We have our KU tailgating show today at Big Mill, and Nick Springer's out there. Sam Speck for the 105.9 KISS crew. Big Mill's going to open shortly at 9 o'clock as we get you ready for the KU-Oklahoma game here on KLWN. You'll be able to tune in to Kansas-Oklahoma right here on KLWN, Crimson Blue Show 930, and kickoff at 11 o'clock as well as our sister station, 105.9 KISS. I'm Derek Johnson. And I am in the warm KLWN studio. Nick Springer is out bearing the cold, which, uh, Nick, I guess uh, I, I, I felt a little bit sorry for you being out in the cold. So I did crack open the window in here so I can get a little bit of the elements. Oh, I appreciate that, man. You're, you're, I, you know, thanks. Thank you for your solidarity. You're uh, yeah, no, uh, listen, you're not going to be able to get up to the second weather forecast anywhere else except right here uh, on our pregame show. And, and uh, my current weather forecast for you is that, yeah, it is really freaking cold. My hands are cold. My face is cold. Uh, but you know what? There's not a cloud in the sky. So I think once the sun gets out a little bit and uh, you get the sunshine on you, it's going to warm up a little bit. So as long as the sun stays out, I think we'll be in, uh, in good shape. Uh, like I said, I, I don't see a cloud anywhere to be seen. So no really chances for rain, I would say, uh, right now. And hopefully the sun comes out. There's, and there's really not much of a breeze either, which is helping keep things not too cold. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's tough out here. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your solidarity. Uh, it means a lot to me that you are opening a window to try to feel even remotely close to what I'm feeling right now. Appreciate that. And it's not fully open. It's just a little crack, you know. I, I didn't oh, want okay, to go yeah. too crazy. But, you know, we're, we're in the same boat in, in some aspect. Uh, now, weather is going to be a big part of the game. It really is because – uh, Dylan Gabriel has not been somebody who has done super well or played a lot of games in cold weather, but also I, I don't know how much the weather just being cold affects things. Like part of it could just be, is it going to be raining? Is it going to be windy? Well, right now it's not raining. It's not windy. And I don't know that it is, it's expected to be raining by the time the game starts. Um, like it was maybe yesterday or something. So, uh, we'll see how that has an effect on the game. We'll get more into that as we get to our storylines. Our uh, opponent preview here. We'll get to some scores around the conference, around the country, players to watch, and uh, good idea, bad idea, score predictions, all that sort of stuff throughout the show today. Go on by Big Mill, and uh, you can get some of their great specials. They're opening up at 9 a.m. They're going to have morning specials, morning drinks. Uh, You can get before the game to kind of warm up your body in another way. If you're looking for a spot to watch the game, go to Big Mill. And when you're there, you know, even if you're just walking by, because it's on the way into the stadium, just two, three blocks away from Memorial Stadium, you can spin the prize wheel. It's free to do, and you're going to win something from the 105.9 Kiss Crew. We got T-shirts. We got the clear bags that you can bring into the stadium. Mini footballs, gift cards, all sorts of stuff. So uh, check out Big Mill, and yep. even if it's after the game, you can uh, go by there as well. Yeah, we got a bunch of those uh, clear bags, like you said. And you know, can you change their uh, their bag policy? So you need a clear bag to get into the stadium now. And uh, so we got some of those to give away. We got some bees. We got mini footballs you can throw around. We got uh, big meal gift cards and T-shirts as well. So definitely come by and check us out. We got a little cornhole action as well. So if you can make a cornhole shot, we're going to let you pick whatever prize you want. So uh, that's that's the game we're playing here. We got a couple bean bags and a cornhole board. So if you can make a cornhole shot, you will get the prize of your choosing. And then, of course, you can check out Big Mill, as Derek said. They've uh, they've give, given us some coffee here to help us warm up a little bit this morning. And uh, you can probably put, uh, you know, something a little extra in your coffee if you are if you know what I'm saying, if you want to uh, partake in that area. And uh, they've yeah, got sure. plenty of food options as well. So, Okay. Well, uh, stop by Big Mill. Everything is delicious there. And, yeah, even if it's after the game, you're like, you know, because after the game, it's going to be kind of that, that mid-time between lunch and dinner where you're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, you know, go to Big Mill. Uh, so KU takes on Oklahoma. That's why uh, Nick is out at Big Mill. 
dealing with the cold. That's why I'm dealing with the, the slightly open cracked door in the cold at the KLWN studio at this early hour. Um, Oklahoma comes in 7-0. and They're ranked 6th in the AP poll. Pretty much everywhere you look, you know, some of the metric sites, they're, they're closer to being 10th, uh, but they are top 10. Um, this would be the biggest win, in my eyes, of the Lance Leipold era if they can get it. Now, it's going to be hard to do. But it also is more winnable than you might think. It's not, you know, a 20-point spread. It's not a game that you're expected to be blown out. Like, the spread is around 9, 10 points. I saw one site this morning. It's down to 8.5. To me, this would be the opportunity for the biggest win of the Lance Leipold era because it would feel like you're raising yourself as a program and punching up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this is your last chance to play Oklahoma before you leave for the SEC. You get them at home, you'd love to snap an 18-game losing streak uh, going back to 1997 to, to the Sooners and, and and kind of dash their real hopes for the for the college ball playoff, right? I mean, Oklahoma, you know, their season was, I felt like it was kind of revolving around the Texas game. They win that game against Texas, and, you know, they were kind of maybe experiencing a little bit of a hangover off that against UCF last week in a tight game. But, uh, you know, they are now dreaming of, of bigger and better things than Texas. They're thinking about the college football playoff. They're, they're thinking about the Big 12 championship game. And if you're Kansas, you have a chance to, with a win today, kind of dash those hopes a little bit for Oklahoma. And, and, and also, if you're Kansas, push yourselves, put your own selves maybe in that discussion. So, uh, yeah, this would be, I think, definitely the biggest win for KU uh, under Lance Leipold. You know, you look at the Texas win in 2021, that was kind of a, that was a big win, but that was, you know, not a great team. But still, I think that win held a lot of significance just because, you know, it was funny to beat Texas and it was a good win, and obviously. But, yeah, I think this win would definitely be probably the biggest for, for Lance Leipold, and especially to do it with a backup quarterback against a top-10 team in Oklahoma. But like you said, Derek, this is a pretty beatable Oklahoma team. You know, they're not they're not blowing you away with with explosiveness, with elite level talent. I mean, they definitely got some talent. They definitely got some some high quality players. But it's it's not a game where you go into it feeling like you're going to need some breaks to win. Kansas, I think, is good enough to compete. Uh, they are going to need need some things to go their way. But the, you're right. This is a this is a game that you're at home. KU's been great at home this season, and you, you feel pretty good about your, your chances of of at least staying in the game, right? And I think against against a top team like Oklahoma, if you're just hanging around, if you're still in it late then anything can happen right it's college football on a saturday especially on a cold day like this today you know anything could happen if, if it's if KU's still within striking distance late in the game and so to, to me i think i agree with you derek i think this would be uh, the biggest win for lance leipold and you're right it would establish KU as as more of that top program you know i think big picture wise i'm looking at kansas and I, i'm sure uh, internally travis goff and, and lance leipold think the same thing of you know hey when Oklahoma and Texas leave, there is going to be a power vacuum in the Big 12, and there's going to be a chance for Kansas to maybe plant their flag as one of the top teams. And a win like this firmly puts you in that discussion uh, moving forward into the future. All right, we're going to take a time out here as uh, we'll continue on with our KU Oklahoma preview. Our KU tailgating show, Nick of the Kiss crew out at Big Mill. This is FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, depending on it. Hey folks, Cal the Forge with the all-new Victory Chevrolet in Garnett, Kansas. Sure, we have new vehicles in stock, like new Chevy Silverados up to 10000 off. But we also have over 800 quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Need something to save on gas? How about a 2016 Nissan Sentra for under 7000 or a 4x4 SUV for under 10000 We have over 25 lenders to choose from with rates as low as 0%. You're sure to find something for everyone. Visit us on Maple Street in Garnett, Kansas or online at VictoryChevyKS.com. Victory is truck country. We hope you'll never need us. 
We hope you'll never have a flood or fire in your home. We're Service Master Restore and we're ready to help 24 7, 365. We know every step taken makes all the difference between a small cleanup and a costly restoration. When dealing with a flood or fire, there's a lot riding on your shoulders. So we treat your home as you'd treat it, helping you during every step to get the job done to your satisfaction. We're Service Master Cleaning and Restoration by NEK. Call us at 888-55-DRIET. That's 888-55-DRIET. Lawrence, Kansas is steeped in history and a diverse range of attractions. At the heart of it all is the Eldridge Hotel, built by our ancestors to be a place of rest. The Eldridge Hotel in downtown Lawrence continues to be an elegant, cozy home away from home, holding the best of amenities, elegant rooms, paired with an exquisite in-house restaurant with notable martini nights. See for yourself, eldridgehotel.com, and make your reservation at the elegant, historic Eldridge Hotel, named the best hotel in Kansas by Travel and Leisure. Untangling your headphones, finding the right remote, saying goodbye to your favorite shirt that hasn't fit in 10 years. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things like finding a new favorite shirt. That's simple human sense. Ask CEK Insurance in Lawrence if auto owners make sense for you. 1320 KLWN Lawrence and FM 1017 K269 GP Lawrence. Depend on it. Welcome back into our KU tailgating show. Nick and the 105.9 Kiss Crew live at Big Mill. I am in the comfy KLWN studio. Continue on with our KU Oklahoma preview. But stop by Big Mill. You can get some of the great morning specials. They're opening up at 9, so in 20 minutes here. You can go for the game, after the game, before the game. And uh, you're going to want to stop by because we're giving away all sorts of free stuff with our 105.9 Kiss Crew prize wheel. You can spin it, and you win free stuff. We have T-shirts to give away, gift cards, a bunch of stuff from Grandstand, like mini footballs, the clear bags you can bring into the game. So thank you to Grandstand. Uh, over at Big Mill right now. You may not have heard of them, but since 1988, they've been making some of the coolest branded items for your favorite craft beverage brands. Talking glasses, shirts, hats, giveaways, you name it, they can do it. They're always on the lookout for great new team members too. And if you want to work right here in Lawrence, not have to worry about maybe a long commute if you already live here, they have a process of cool blend of personal skill mixed with top-of-the-line technology, so it's not a surprise that everything they make is top, top quality. They have an air-conditioned production floor, an on-site gym with personal trainers, company events, and great salary and benefits packages. Plus, you get to help grow craft beer and spirits brands, so check them out at egrandstand.com careers to learn more. That's the letter egrandstand.com careers, and if you're looking for your own customized gear, egrandstand.com. Okay, so uh, Nick, uh, Oklahoma comes in. They're good, right? I, I think they're just a good football team. Is it that simple? Do we need to preview anything else? Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're a solid team. Uh, when you look across the board, they don't have any real glaring weaknesses, right? I mean, they're bottom five of the Big 12 in, in rushing attack on offense. So maybe, uh, you know, they lean heavily more in their pass game offensively. But their defense has been vastly improved under Brent Venables in their second season. Uh, so uh, that's going to be an interesting test. You know, you go back to last season's game, and KU was able to score quite a bit on Oklahoma, 42 points to be exact, with Jason Bean 
I wouldn't expect necessarily the same level of success this season for, for KU because Oklahoma's defense has been significantly improved. Uh, but they've been vulnerable in the back end a little bit, but they're still pretty solid across the board. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a game where KU will need to play pretty well uh, and certainly take advantage of opportunities that Oklahoma gives them. Hey, I, just, I just wanted to mention, by the way, we just had our first winners of our cornhole game. So uh, if you want to come out and win some prizes, uh, all you got to do is play a little cornhole and you can win here at uh, Did they make a shot? Yeah. They did, yeah. They made they made the shot and uh, got themselves a koozie. You know, people think koozies uh, are good when it's when it's hot out, but it's good when they're cold too because it keeps your hands cold. If you got a cold beverage and it's cold outside, you hold the koozie, it keeps your hands warm a little bit. So, uh, you know, very versatile. And uh, we've got some other fun prizes as well. We got another contestant going right now, and uh, he's got himself some beads. So we all, yeah, we've also got some fun beads. So, dude, the kids. The kids love beads, man. So we got some beads that, uh, you know, if you got some kids, you know, who doesn't love little beads around the neck? I'm wearing some. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun out here right now. Uh, temperature's warming up a little bit, uh, so that's good. The sun's starting to poke through and, and warm us up a little bit. So we're having a great time here at Big Mill right now uh, ahead of the KU game. And, yeah, I think KU is, is going to have to play well, certainly, against Oklahoma. They're a pretty solid team all around. Uh, but, again, I think the big thing is if, if KU can be in it late and plant that seed of doubt in Oklahoma – that they might not be able to come up with a win, that's where the Jayhawks might have a chance to, to capitalize and take advantage. Yes. So when you look at OU, uh, offensively, they're putting up over 40 points per game. Dylan Gabriel likes to chuck it all around the field. Uh, the running game hasn't been as good as maybe some years past. They're, they're 10th right now in rushing yards per attempt. That's something Kansas is going to need to make sure it stays that way, right? Because we've seen some struggles in uh, stopping the run for KU over the last couple of years. Uh, and then defensively, uh, that's where they've had the most improvement. They struggled last year, but year two of Brent Venables, they've really started to figure things out on that end. Only two teams have even scored more than 20 points in a game against Oklahoma, and they're Texas and UCF who have two of the best offenses in the country. Uh, UCF had 29, Texas had 30, so it's not like they've been giving up you know huge totals here and there. So it's going to be a tough game for KU. They've lost 18 in a row in the series. Can it come to an end here today in Memorial Stadium? I mean, the last two... We're uh, rather close to Kansas coming up with the uh, upset victory, including two years ago in Memorial Stadium in which Kansas led at one point late in the third quarter, and I can't remember, maybe even into the fourth quarter of that one, but OU obviously had the uh, infamous Caleb Williams play. Last year was just a shootout back and forth, 52-42, but OU ended up uh, coming out on top. KU couldn't really get the stops that they needed to to come through with the victory. So uh, should lead to uh, an interesting one here today between two teams who I think uh, Oklahoma's better than they were last year for sure. Kansas, I think, is better than they were last year. I think this will be a fun one in Memorial coming up at 11 o'clock. Right, we're going to get to our uh, top three storylines of the game. Uh, I'll start with number one. My first storyline, Nick, is honestly, how's the weather going to dictate the game? Now, right now, uh, you, uh, you, I mean, we can hear it a little bit. Uh, the mic, you can hear some of the wind starting to pick up. So we'll see how much that affects things. I think... The worse the weather is, the better it is for Kansas today. Now, um, yes, of course, you know, inclement weather could affect trying to run read option, and, and it could affect Jason Bean, too. But with Dylan Gabriel being a Heisman candidate at quarterback for Oklahoma, you're looking for any way you can slow him down or stop him. And I think inclement weather might be your best defense. He hasn't played in a ton of inclement weather games previously at Central Florida, now at Oklahoma, played in a lot of warm weather environments. Uh, we looked and found a couple places yesterday that might have been colder weather games that he's played in on the road in, in late October, November, and those were games that he had 200 or less passing yards. So I think that if the weather ends up staying cold, being windy, maybe you get a little bit rain in there, which is not projected to be, 
that could be problematic for OU. If there isn't an issue with weather, though, I think OU is going to roll in this one. So uh, what is your first storyline? Yeah, I mean, up to the first of all, up to the second weather forecast, it's it is cold, but there's not a cloud in the sky. The sun's shining down. There is a bit of a light breeze, but not too bad. So right now, really, it's just the the cold. But it's not. I mean, it's cold, but it's not. It's not that cold. It's it's cold, but my hands are cold. But other than that, everything else is is staying okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's your up to the second weather forecast right now this morning. Yeah, my my first storyline, man, is how will this KU offense attack the the KU defense with Jason Bean? You saw Oklahoma against in the Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma State really sold out against the run and did a pretty good job of slowing down KU's offense on the ground. And Jason Bean had a big game, right? Jason Bean was able to throw the ball all over the field and racked up over 400 yards and five touchdowns. But at the end of the day, I think this KU offense is at its best when it can rely on its running game uh, to to help move the football. So. Even though Jason Bean put up the big numbers against Oklahoma State and 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 KU scored a lot of points, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily the recipe for KU's most potent offense. You want to see more complimentary football. You want to see them run the ball more. And when you've got guys like Devin Neal and Daniel Highshaw, you want to get them going. You want to utilize them as a part of your offense because they are arguably two of your best skill position players on the offense. So I, I want to see a little bit more of a balanced offense, and I want to see how KU exactly attacks this Oklahoma defense. You know, they've had a whole week, a, a whole bye week uh, to prepare. They probably got a lot of film watching that K, that uh, OU-UCF uh, game. And remember, KU dominated UCF uh, right here in Lawrence, you know, earlier in the season. So I'm curious to see what, how this uh, game plan comes together for KU offensively and how they attack this Oklahoma defense that, as you said, Derek, is vastly improved, but uh, they haven't faced this KU offense yet. You know, the offense that Andy Kolnicki says wants to be the most stressful offense in the country so that's my big first storyline is how will this key offense attack the OE defense because if the weather kind of holds and ends up being uh, not as bad maybe you know there's not as much wind and maybe the rain doesn't come and this Oklahoma offense can get going, KU is going to have to try to match that uh, on their side so uh, how will this KU offense attack the OU defense that's my first storyline I'm looking for in this game. Yeah and uh, I, I think to kind of further that I'll be very interested to see how they you know play like tempo wise this has never been like a high tempo Kansas team um, but are they going to slow it down even more? Are they going to try to do ball control even more, run the football even more to keep the OU offense off the field? If the weather's bad, you might not have a choice anyway, but that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, my second storyline here, I'm going to kind of build off that, is the approach defensively against the or, uh, OU offense in terms of um, is there going to be any changes vastly from what we saw last year? Now, if you remember last year, uh, OU put up 52 points. They sliced through KU like butter. They could have put up more. They had 700 yards of offense. They had uh, like 400 yards rushing. They had like, or, or 400 yards passing, 300 yards rushing. It was just a balanced all around game for them. Now, are they going to be able to run the ball as much without Eric Gray, who ran for well over 150 yards against Kansas? As I said, they, they've struggled a little bit more. I think Kansas has been better against the run, though still not pristine. Um, but one thing that I look back on last game, KU played a lot of soft zones, a lot of soft coverages. They were trying to keep everything in front of them. And the reason there was because OU was an explosive offense. They didn't want to give up huge plays. Well, you got later into the game, and then Kansas you know, started giving up big plays too, maybe because they were changing things up and trying to be like, hey, we have to switch things up. Uh, there were also problems with alignment, like people getting that, – that was really the main game where you know, KU's had some other games where they've struggled against tempo. That was the one where it was like, oh, guys are just lining up out of place and they're not getting set in time. OU goes so fast. So that'll be key in this as well. But – is Kansas going to play tighter coverage? I was talking to some OU people earlier this week, and they kind of talked about that, yeah, OU doesn't like it when you play press coverage. Like, some of their receivers sometimes struggle when you do some of that stuff, or they struggle with physicality on the outside. So can the KU corners play press coverage, play tighter coverage, make some of the easier throws more difficult, 
even at liberty, even at risk of giving up the deep play, if you give up a couple deep shots, but overall you're more stout, I think that's a win for KU. Yeah, I mean, I, you go back to the Oklahoma State game, and as you said, Oklahoma Oklahoma State was able to take advantage of KU playing more soft and move the ball a little bit more methodically down the field. And, you know, this is an Oklahoma team that they don't necessarily have that go-to guy uh, like they have maybe in previous years, but they have some very effective receivers that are shifty and can run routes uh, in the open field. And so for this Kansas defense, you're right. They've, they've typically, Brian Borland's strategy has typically been to kind of play more of a shell coverage and not try to get beat over the top. But I don't know. If, if you let a team nickel and dime you, you know, that can be really tough, especially against a team like Oklahoma because they want to use that tempo even more. So if you're giving them six, seven, eight yards of play, they are going to go very, very quick and try to move the ball down the field at a very, very rapid pace. So I, I think that's a good question. The other storyline I'm, I'm curious about, Derek, is how will KU's home field advantage play out in this game? You look at KU at home versus on the road this season, and the booth has been a great place for them. They've been dominant at home. Uh, you know, the game is sold out. What's the crowd going to be like? How much will this atmosphere really boost this Kansas team? Uh, because, you know, you look at years past, maybe when Oklahoma has rolled into Lawrence and there hasn't really been much of an atmosphere, right? So uh, what's this atmosphere going to be like? How much is it really going to help Kansas? And will that home field advantage that KU has enjoyed so far this season continue, right? They've been really, really good at the booth. When you look at the turnover numbers, you look at their points per game on offense and defense. The home field has been great for Kansas. How does that play out in this game? Does, does the crowd give more energy to the Jayhawks? And does how much does that help them? And, and uh, how much does that home field advantage really boost this team? Because I think they're certainly going to need it today against Oklahoma. And on the flip side, you know, Oklahoma, you know, I don't know how many of their players are still from maybe two years ago, but the atmosphere at Kansas has not always been great. And that should be different today. And how will Oklahoma handle that? Yeah, the game last or uh, last time they were in Memorial two years ago was the game where Brian Haney and everybody went over the mic and Travis Goff and everything sent out an email and an update to be like, hey, we're just opening up the doors at the end of the third quarter. Just come on into the stadium for free. That was uh, quite a wild experience. By the way, Nick, I'm hearing some uh, people honking. Is there uh, is there bad drivers out there or are there people listening to our show that are honking at you? Yeah, I think we got one honker. Yeah, we just did We just did get one honker here. So we got somebody honking Dang. at us. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, no, also, while you were talking earlier, uh, the, the, the KU buses rolled through and uh, got a good look at the, the KU buses coming through here uh, on the corner of 9th and Mississippi and uh, they were looking pretty good. I don't know. You know, I don't want to read too much into the into the bus game, but uh, the buses they they look pretty good. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we did get we did get one honk. Uh, what what's our record? I think uh, what three or four. Something so like that. Uh, we got somebody else. I think uh, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, yeah, no, it's there's been some crazy driving. You know, fans are just excited to be here. They're excited to get into the game, and so excited that they're just uh, you know driving as <laughs> however they want. Uh, so, yeah, it's been fun so far. I uh, got one person to honk at us. Yeah, if you're driving by, if you're rolling by, if you're walking by, come stop by, say hi to us, and have a chance to win some fun prizes as well here uh, from 105.9 KISS. So it's been a good experience so far. I had a couple honkers. KU's bus looks pretty good. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. All right, my uh, third storyline is what would be Jason Bean's legacy if he wins this game? Now, I think, mm. I think Jason Bean already has – I will say – it has been probably more divisive than it than it maybe should be for what Jason Mean has been because there have been the the valleys in addition to the peaks and when you see Jalen Daniels out there it leaves you with a little bit of what could have been when Jason Mean's out there but overall given the context of you're the backup quarterback and what you're being asked to do this is a guy that that won you your game that got you bowl eligible last year he's kept you competitive in some games this year helped you win the UCF game which was you know more about some of the other stuff but still a part of it there. Um, I think if he wins this game, the legacy of Jason Bean 
is going to be thought of pretty highly, right? Oh, yeah. To, I mean, to your point, I think uh, the, the fact that you have Jalen Daniels maybe influenced the opinion of Jason Bean a little bit uh, because I think we've talked about this, but, you know, you take away Jalen Daniels, maybe Jalen Daniels doesn't exist, and Jason Bean would be your best, the best quarterback you've had at Kansas, you know, besides Carter, besides one year of Carter Stanley since, you know, all Michael Cummings, Todd Reasing Day. So, uh, you know, there's no question that he has the talent. There's no question that he's that he's a valuable piece of this team. And But you're right, he has been a little bit divisive, and I think a, I think a win today would completely change all of that, would completely erase all the negativity around Jason Bean. You go out and win this game, and you go down as, as maybe a, a Kansas legend, right, as a guy who came in and and you know stepped into a role as a backup and and, and knocked off a top 10 team so yeah i mean i, I think a win for jason bean would be very significant for his legacy and obviously for for lance leipold and for ku as a whole as a program as well do you have a uh, third storyline yeah, I think my third storyline today is dealing with these Kansas, uh, dealing with these Oklahoma wide receivers. You kind of, uh, you kind of touched on it with the schematics of the defense, but you know, how does how does KU going to handle this? Because they don't have maybe one guy you can key on. There's a, a multitude of talented players that you have to deal with uh, if you're playing uh, if you're playing in that Kansas secondary. So, uh, you know. That's that's going to be a, a bit of an issue, I think, for for KU how they handle that because you're not going to be able to just kind of key in on one player. It'll be more about uh, what you're going to do overall and try to dealing with trying to deal with uh, th- these receivers, you know, because you've got four receivers over 400 yards receiving for Oklahoma, so it's not going to be as easy as just saying, "Hey, we need to eliminate one guy." It's it's going to be kind of a holistic approach for this KU defense and how they handle things. So that that's my that's my last storyline is. You, you look at this offense for Oklahoma, they lean on the passing game, and they, they have a lot of different guys that can make plays. So how does that play out? What's KU's approach? Uh, do they try to you know, play more press like you alluded to? Or how do they handle just dealing with you know three or four or five different receivers that they have to deal with uh, for Oklahoma that can be very dangerous? All right, we are going to uh, take a time out here, get to our, I guess, uh, 9 o'clock hour, and then we'll get to our players to watch. Some uh, college football look around uh, around the Big 12 and everything. Good idea, bad idea, final score predictions. We are going till 9.30 here on KLWN. That'll lead into the Crimson and Blue show, which will lead into kickoff at 11 o'clock here on KLWN, the original home for the Hawks, as well as our sister station with 105.9 KISS. Going out to Big Mill, KISS crew is going to be there till 10.30. You can spin the prize wheel or uh, take a cornhole shot and win all sorts of prizes like koozies, T-shirts, clear bags, mini footballs, gift cards, plenty of stuff going down at Big Mill, who is uh, opening up here in about three minutes. So you can stop by and grab that morning uh, cocktail, whatever you'd like, you know, mimosa, Bloody Mary, uh, just the morning beer, whatever you want. Go out to uh, Big Mill. Highly recommend all the great food, and they're going to have some morning specials going on as well throughout the day. All right, this is FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN, depending on it. This is Warner Lewis. Join me Saturdays 11 a.m. to noon and Sundays noon to 1 for Lewis at Large. 60 minutes of smart talk and conversation with guests from all walks of life. We're sponsored by My KCI Guy. Personalized transportation to and from the airport. Reserve your ride today by calling or texting My KCI Guy 785-865-8628. Lewis at Large, Saturdays 11 to noon, Sundays noon to 1 on 101.7 FM, 1320 KLWN and streamed live on the KLWN app.
The Kansas Center for Sedation Dentistry in Lawrence welcomes Dr. Kelly Dummerth. Hi, I'm Dr. Kelly Dummerth, and I've recently started at Kansas Center for Sedation Dentistry. Currently, what I'm working on bringing into the office is called Lawrence Dental Aesthetics, where we're able to focus on a lot of aesthetic side of smile design and smile redesign, I'm doing Botox and fillers, smile makeovers, whitening, a bunch of different stuff to really add to our whole smile goals. The Kansas Center for Sedation Dentistry. Kind, caring, and understanding when you need it most. Online at kansascenterforsedationdentistry.com. The Boys and Girls Club of Lawrence is celebrating 50 years of creating great futures for kids in our community. That's a lot of lives touched in 50 years. The kids who walked through our doors in 1974 have sent their kids, and now those kids are sending their kids. If you attended the Boys and Girls Club as a kid, we want to hear from you. Your memories, your experiences, your stories are important to us. Visit bgclk.org to learn more. That's bgclk.org, bgclk.org. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em. Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Thirteen twenty KLW in Lawrence, and FM one hundred one seven K two six nine GP Lawrence. Depend on it. Nine o'clock hour, and I'm Derek Johnson. I'm in the KLWN studio. Along with me is Nick Springer. He's out with Sam Speck and the one hundred five nine Kiss Crew at Big Mill. Kiss Crew going to be a Big Mill till ten thirty. Nick, tell the people what's going on down there. Oh, boy, we got a cornhole board set up here. If you can make a cornhole shot, we have tons of prizes to give away. We've got those clear pa- plastic bags, or uh, yeah, clear yeah, clear bags that you're going to need to go into the KU football game. Remember, they changed their bag policy, so you can't just walk in with bags. you got to have a clear bag. we got some of those that you can put your stuff in. we got some little mini footballs that are really, really sweet. They're pink for breast cancer awareness, and you can toss them around a little bit. we got a little bit of candy. we got some uh, koozies to keep your hands warm. You know, on a, day, on an, uh, on a morning like today... The koozie is less about keeping your drink cold and more about keeping your hand warm. You know, you don't have your bare hands on the cold drink. So we got some koozies, we got some T-shirts still to give away, and uh, we've got other ton, of, other fun prizes as well. Got some gift cards to Big Mill. Of course, we're here at the corner of Big Mill at Ninth and Mississippi. Here and Big Mill just opened up, so they are serving drinks and serving some food as well. So if you're looking for a way to get some pregame fuel ahead of the KU football game to help cheer on the Jayhawks. Check out Big Mill and stop by, say hi to us as well, and uh, we'll be out here. The Kiss will be out here until 10.30, so you have plenty of time to come out and get yourself some fun prizes as well uh, as the weather starts to warm up a little bit, Derek. We're out in the sun now. The sun, sh- the sun is shining down on us. Things are warming up a little bit, so feeling good, feeling dangerous for this game today, and uh, if you are feeling lucky, you can come win yourself some fun prizes here at Big Mill. Oh, are you we getting got the, arrested? Uh, are you getting arrested, Nick? Yeah, we got, yeah, we're, we're getting swarmed. Okay. We're getting swarmed right now. No, actually, it's. Uh, I think this is the OU buses coming now. So we had a good look at the KU buses uh, just a few minutes ago, and I believe we got the OU buses rolling in here right now. And here they come. So I'll give you the bus analysis for Oklahoma. Ooh, I don't know, Derek. They're looking a little shaky. They're looking a little nervous. Brett Venables, I got a good look at him. He's looking a little scared coming into the booth. You know, it's a it's a hostile environment. 
I don't know, man. I think if we were going off of uh, bus tallies, I think I'm favoring Kansas on the on the looks on the buses right now. Right. So, uh, although I will say, Oklahoma had four buses, KU had three. So, I don't know how many what who, who Oklahoma's got on their buses besides their team, but they got four buses. So, I guess they're they got more buses than KU, but I don't know. The, the KU buses were looking a little more feisty. So, that is your bus analysis here from Big Mill. Okay, well, let's get into our players to watch beyond the bus drivers. Uh, let's start with the uh, KU offense against the OU defense. Uh, who is your player to watch on the KU offense and the OU defense? Yeah, I mean, I think besides Jason Bean, I'm actually going to be keeping an eye on Mason Fairchild. You know, he was a guy that preseason there was a lot of hype around him, and he didn't really get off to a quick start, you know, early in the season. It was kind of off to a slow start, and people were kind of questioning what was going on there. And he, that narrative has completely changed, man. He's been having a great past couple of games. He was big against Oklahoma State. And this feels like a game where he might have an opportunity over the middle of the field to connect with Jason Bean and, and maybe take advantage of Oklahoma's defense. So Mason Fairchild is my player to watch on the offense besides Jason Bean. I mean, you never want to, you know, the quarterback, it's such a low-hanging fruit. So I'm going to go against the picking Jason Bean. Give me Mason Fairchild, man, over the middle of the field. I'm curious to see what his... His role will be he's been stepping up lately for Kansas, and it feels like they might need him as kind of some sure hands over the middle of the field for Jason Bean to find. I think that's a good one, and I really like that uh, prop if you're looking into some of the, uh, I don't know, betting things that, that you want to get in on in this game. Uh, OU does have a bit of a soft spot at, at points. Danny Stutzman's a great linebacker, but some of the, the deep safeties and uh, uh, one of the other linebackers, Jaron Canix, a young, really athletic, talented player, but he struggled a bit in coverage this year. Uh, so for the OU defense, I will mention Danny Stutzman. He's playing like an All-American right now. He has 70 tackles already through seven games. He has two sacks, an interception uh, that he took back for a touchdown, forced fumble and a fumble recovery. He's been awesome so far this year for Oklahoma. Certainly one to watch in the middle of that defense. Um, for the KU offense, I think Devin Neal, man. Uh, I, I go back to Devin Neal, his freshman year against Oklahoma, and he has the the big rushing touchdown in again, I can't remember if it was the end of the third quarter or if it was in the fourth quarter on the fourth and one against the Sooners. And it gave them the lead late in the game. Um, that that moment, he just got so fired up. It was such a fun moment to watch. And that was, I mean, he had other good games uh, before that. Like uh, the Duke game that year, he had 107 yards. He had 83 yards against Iowa State. But that felt like the breakout game for Devin Neal because it was kind of more on a national stage. He had 100 yards against Oklahoma in 2021 with two touchdowns. You go back to last year's game, and it became more of a track meet. It became more about throwing the football. And so Devin Neal got got filtered out of the game a little bit more. Um, he only had 12 carries, uh, which I think in this game I would, I would definitely take the over on the amount of carries he ends up hey, with. Hey, Northeast Kansas, um, Joe Clements here. from. But he had 84 rushing yards. So even though... He only had 12 carries. He was averaging seven yards per attempt. And that goes back in line with maybe if you asked Kansas to redo their game plan last year with how much the defense struggled against the OU offense, maybe they would have just ran the ball more. They were having success with it. Uh, Devin Neal is my player to watch. I'm not going to overthink it on the, that end. Uh, do you have a KU defensive player to watch or an OU offensive player? Hey, Derek, I've got a special guest with me right now. Oh, uh, I've got uh, Quinn, and if that name doesn't necessarily directly ring a bell for you, he is the man that Brady submitted Quinn? a question. Brady Quinn Big Noon? Not Brady Quinn, unfortunately. Oh. No, no, no. Quinn, the, the man who submitted for uh, the Rock Chuck Sports Talk mailbag about uh, OU fans don't wear red. So he is here. He's not wearing red. Yeah, that would have been very funny. KU fans don't wear red. red. He is here with me. He's not wearing red, and uh, you know he's got the blue on, so we're ready to roll here. 
And uh, KU fans, don't wear red because we want to make sure we stand out as uh, we support our Jayhawks. Quinn, thanks so much, man, and enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. Pleasure meeting you. Yeah, enjoy the game, guys. So they also got themselves some fun prizes, and you could get yourself some fun prizes, too, if you come by Big Mill between uh, now and 10.30 with the KISS crew. They'll be out here giving away some prizes, just like uh, our buddy Quinn there just got some. So, And he's not wearing red, Derek, so that's another positive sign. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, come out, check us out, and uh, glad to have uh, Quinn come by and hang out with us and get some fun prizes. And if you want some fun prizes, come to Big Mill right now. All right. That was an interesting way of answering the KU defensive player to watch. Sorry, I, I got distracted by my boy Quinn there. Uh, <laughs> so we're on, we're on the KU defense now, yes, right? Yes, yes. All right, on to the KU defense. My player to watch is Austin Booker. He was not fully 100% against Oklahoma State, and it was evident. He did still tie for the team lead in tackles, but he is going to have to be a difference maker, and he has shown that he can be uh, for KU. But this is a game where it feels like KU's pass rush is going to have to be effective and probably be effective without blitzing too much because, uh, you know, if you blitz too much against this Oklahoma offense, they might be able to exploit you in the passing game. So I'm looking at Austin Booker, man. I think he has to make an impact uh, in this game, and he's shown that he can be that X-Factor type player. Uh, and now it seems like he's fully 100%. This is a game where you have a chance to go out in, you know, the biggest game of the season up to this point for KU, I'd say, and a chance to prove it on the field. So Austin Booker, the defensive end, is my KU defensive player to watch. All right, I'm going to start with a uh, Oklahoma offensive player to watch. You know, the receiving core is, is more of a balanced receiving core. Uh, Farouk has 438. Anthony has 429. Anderson has 387, which, by the way, Anderson has that 387 on 16 catches. So he's the deep ball guy. Uh, Drake Stoops is the underneath guy with 318. They, they, they move the ball around. So it's not really there. Uh, again, it's the same way like running the football. The obvious answer offensively is Dylan Gabriel. He has over 2,100 passing yards, 71% completion rate, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions, number one total QBR in the Big 12. But he's also mobile. He has 230 rushing yards, five touchdowns. He leads the team in rushing touchdowns. Um, Kansas has struggled at times with uh, mobile quarterbacks, so he's the offensive player to watch. The defensive player to watch for me, for Kansas, I think Austin Booker's a good one because I have said the key for this game is Kansas. You have to win with four or five pass rushers, I think, all the way through. But um, I'll go with another one. I'll, I'll go with uh, a linebacker here. Let's go with Rich Miller. Uh, Rich Miller is obviously a veteran player, and he's going to have to have a good game. He's going to play a lot on the field, plays a lot of snaps at the linebacker position. You have to prevent OU from running the football well. They're only averaging 4.1 yards per carry. That's 10th in the Big 12. Don't let something that has not been a strength for Oklahoma turn into a strength in this game and all of a sudden let them off the hook in that way. Uh, that's on the linebackers. You have to tackle the football well. Rich Miller leads that in the middle. And also, Rich Miller's the guy calling out plays. And in a game where Oklahoma's going to run super fast tempo and likes to run super speed, your linebacker, your veteran player in the middle needs to make sure he's getting everybody the right play and into the right situation. Um, special teams, for what it's worth, uh, KU ranks much better than Oklahoma, but uh, we saw what happened last game, and uh, we'll see what happens in this one. What is your X factor in this one, Nick? Mm, X factor. Let's see. I think my X factor is probably – man, I mean, this might be kind of a cop-out answer. I'm going to go with Jason Bean. I think he's the X factor. Uh, and I think he could be an X factor in a negative way also. So positively or negative, I think Jason Bean could be the X factor in the game, uh, depending on what kind of play he makes. I did want to touch on uh, an OU offensive player that I want to keep my eye on as well, and that's Nick Anderson. You, you alluded to it. Nick Anderson is, is the guy to keep an eye on, I think, the most for uh, wide receivers for Oklahoma because he is their deep ball guy, like you talked about, uh, you know, averaging a ton of yards per catch and 
he, he goes up top and, and can beat players deep. So he's the OU offensive player I want to keep in my, uh, keep my eye on. But, yeah, I think the X factor is, is going to be Jason Bean. Uh, one, like I said, positively or negatively, uh, I think for KU, he's he's. Uh, we mentioned it kind of throughout the show on Rock Chalk Sports Talk throughout this week. I think regardless of who the starting quarterback was, Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels, the talking points would be pretty much the same, which is you're going to need good quarterback play. The difference is, does Jason Bean have that extra level he can get to late in the game where KU might be down or they need a, they need a, a, a big drive to either run the clock out or maybe go score to win the game? Does Jason Bean have that uh, have that X factor in him that we know Jalen Daniels does? That's the question, uh, and we might find out today. So I'm going to go with Jason Bean. I'm going to go with the weather. The weather, man. I mean, uh, that could be the difference in Dylan Gabriel having a great passing game and having just an okay one. And if they're just an okay one, I like KU's running game more than I like Oklahoma's running game. So the weather could be kind of the big one there. The other one is the turnovers. We talked about this throughout the week on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. KU is plus five in turnovers in their home games. They're minus three on the road. They've been much better at home in the turnover margin. OU's only turned the ball over five times this year. Meanwhile, they have 12 interceptions defensively. That leads the Big 12. So they've been ball hawking on the defensive end. They haven't turned it over on the offensive end. Kansas cannot win this game if they lose the turnover battle. Like, they will not win the game if that happens. Uh, If it's even... Probably still not going to win the game. So you probably have to win the turnover battle. Uh, I think they're 3-0 and this year when they win the turnover battle. Uh, I think the record's like, I don't know, 8-2 and or something under Lance Leipold when they win the turnover battle in his time at Kansas. So, uh, yeah, turnover battle is the uh, ultimate X factor here in this one. Hey, you, you want to live up to the second weather, up, uh, weather update? Yeah, please. All right, so the weather right now here is I'm your uh, KLWN meteorologist, Nick Springer, here live from Big Mill. We've got uh, the sun is shining. Uh, there's a couple clouds starting to pop up here and there, but the sun's shining down right now. Uh, breeze has picked up just a tad, maybe from earlier in the morning. Temperature is still pretty cold out here. My hands are still pretty cold. That's how I gauge how cold it is if my hands are cold. My hands are still cold, so it's still cold. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, right now I'd say it's looking like the chances for rain are going to be holding off for quite a while because I don't see much uh, cloud cover, so... I don't know how much the, the chances for rain might happen during the game, but right now things are looking pretty good out here other than a little bit chilly, but uh, that's that's your weather forecast, Derek. All right, we're going to take a timeout and get to the Big 12 scores going on or, or the Big 12 games that are going to happen later in the day here with our KU Tailgating Show live from Big Mill on KLWN, depending on it. Hey, Northeast Kansas, Joe Clements here from Clements Automax. Business has been rocking all year long, and we're going to keep jamming. It's our Rocktober Sweet Ride of Mine sales event. Right now, you could drive a rocket, nicer, newer car for just $8 down. Is your credit living on a prayer? My one and only For the People credit approval process takes you backstage with the banks and lenders and gets your approval needs done dirt cheap. So don't stop believing you could drive a nicer, newer car. Might as well jump for just 8 bucks down. If you see this place a-rocking, you better come knocking, because it's going to be a sellout. I'm Joe Clemens, and I want to be your car dealer. Come see us at Clemens Auto Max in Lawrence on West 6 next to Casey's. Or online at ApprovedByJoe.com, ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Good night. All terms subject to approval, some minimum requirements. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Clemens Auto Max. Need out of a car loan or just some quick cash? If you have a vehicle you no longer want or need, I'll buy your vehicle. I'll even help you pay it off. Go to SellMyCarToJoe.com. I'll buy your vehicle. www.SellMyCarToJoe.com. Hey folks, Cal Forge with the all-new Victory Ford in Garnett, Kansas. Sure, we have new vehicles in stock, like new Ford F-150s up to 10000 off. But we also have over 800 quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. 
Need something to save on gas? How about a 2016 Nissan Sentra for under $7,000 or a 4x4 SUV for $10,000? We have over 25 lenders to choose from with rates as low as 0% and no payments for 90 days. Visit us on Maple Street in Garnett or online at VictoryFordGarnett.com. Victory is truck country. Parents, are you ready to take on the changing seasons with confidence? Look no further than Panda Pediatrics. As temperatures fall, kids spend more time indoors with friends. And right now, it's essential to protect your little ones from the flu and COVID-19. At Panda Pediatrics, our best of Lawrence pediatricians have you covered with drive-through and in-office vaccine clinics all season long. When sickness does hit your household, Panda Peds is here for you with same-day sick care. Don't wait. Keep your kids feeling their best. Visit online at pandapeds.com. That's P-A-N-D-A-P-E-D-S dot com. 1320 KLWN Lawrence and FM 1017 K269 GP Lawrence. Depend on it. Welcome back into our KU tailgating show. Nick Springer and the Kiss Crew live at Big Mill. Kiss Crew going to be there till 1030. Nick, what is going on on the corner of 9th and Mississippi? Oh, boy, we have a party going on right now here. I'm with the Kiss Crew with Sam Speck. We've got a little cornhole board action. If you can come make a shot at cornhole, you can have your choice of tons of free prizes we've got going on here at the, at the Kiss table here. Just outside of Big Mill in the corner of Ninth Mississippi, we've got a man competing right now. He's got pretty good form. The shot's looking good. Oh, we just missed, but he's got another chance. we got tons of prizes here. we got some little clear plastic bags that you'll need to take some items into the KU game because they changed the KU uh, bag policy. we got some little mini footballs. They're pink for breast cancer awareness. They're pretty fun. We've been tossing them around here this morning. We got uh, some koozies to keep your hands a little bit warm. You know, maybe you got a, a drink, uh, a cold drink, but you know, you don't want to be having your hands get too cold if you got that. So you got a little koozie to keep your hands warm. We got a few more t-shirts here. We got some beads uh, that you can that you can wear around your neck, and kids love beads, man. So we got tons of those. We got other fun prizes. We got Big Mill gift cards as well here to Big Mill at the corner of Ninth Mississippi. So come stop by, check us out, and if you're looking for a spot to grab a drink maybe before the game or get some food ahead of the game, why not Big Mill right here at the corner of Ninth Mississippi? They've got tons of good, delicious food and drinks as well. So Kiss Crew will be out here till 10:30 this morning ahead of the KU football game, and you can also check out check out Big Mill after the game as well. Maybe if you're looking for a spot to kind of unwind this afternoon and uh, you know relax a little bit, enjoy yourself some college football. They got TVs in there that you can enjoy the game at the bar and still uh, have a have a nice afternoon. So check out Big Mill Corner Night in Mississippi. We'll be here till 10.30 giving away prizes uh, before the K football game. And so, uh, Derek, that's what's going on out here right now, man. All right, so uh, we're going to go through some of the Big 12 games for today. Here is what's going on today. Obviously, number six, Oklahoma at Kansas. You can hear that right here on KLWN at 11 and our sister station, 105.9 KISS. Crimson and Blue Show coverage is going to start in less than 15 minutes. Houston's at Kansas State coming off the uh, near Texas victory. K-State favored by 17.5 in Manhattan. West Virginia will be playing at UCF. Maybe surprisingly, UCF's favored by a touchdown despite being 0-4 in Big 12 play. BYU is at number 7, Texas. Longhorns favored by 20 points. Interestingly enough, Texas is 1-4 all-time. Their worst record with minimum five games against any opponent in college football against BYU. Iowa State's at Baylor. Iowa State will be the team Kansas is playing next week. Unfortunately, we don't know the game time of that till tomorrow. But uh, that one is Iowa State favored by three points down in Waco at 2.30. The only night game in the Big 12 is Cincinnati at Oklahoma State at 7 o'clock. Oklahoma State is favored by 7.5. Nick, what uh, Big 12 game outside of Kansas-Oklahoma are you going to be most interested in today? 
Yeah, I've got two games I'm interested in. The first one is that uh, Texas uh, Texas uh, BYU game, and you mentioned it, a uh, 20-point line. It were in the week. I think that was closer to 17 points, so maybe people are, are, are liking Texas a little bit more coming off of a close win against Houston. But, you know, listen, BYU, that might turn out to be one of KU's better wins this season at home. BYU's looked like a pretty solid team. I'll be keeping an eye on that one. I think BYU's probably going to keep a little closer. Remember, Quinn Ewers is out for this game, so, uh, you know, Murphy, I think, is going to start, but who knows? Arch Manning maybe may, might get in there, so that's a game I'm, I'm excited about. I'm interested in, and then the Houston Kansas State game. I'm also keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, Houston put all their emotion, all their energy into that game against Texas. So I'm a little nervous about them uh, taking on Kansas State uh, in Manhattan, I believe. So that could be a tough matchup for Houston. I think Kansas State will probably dominate. It feels like the Wildcats have, have, have figured things out a little bit, and they've got uh, Mays products. Shout out Mays, you know, my old mater as well. Avery Johnson, a quarterback. But uh, obviously, I don't, I don't want K State to do too well. But uh, I think they'll probably roll today against Houston. But yeah, the, the, the Baylor Texas game, I will definitely be keeping a close eye on, and I'm very curious about Oklahoma State at home against Cincinnati. It's homecoming for them, a big game for Oklahoma State. Is this a game where they might trip up a little bit? I don't know. Cincinnati's pretty bad. I think Oklahoma State probably still takes care of business at home, but uh, I don't know. We'll see about that one as well. All right, we're going to take another timeout. We'll get to good idea, bad idea, game predictions coming up next from Big Mill for our KU tailgating show on KLWN. Depend on it. And just like that, it all comes down to this. Fourth and goal. Matt, take yourself inside the huddle. What play are you calling? I'm saying, let's go to 23rd Street Brewery. Right now? Yeah. It's the biggest play of the game. No better time than that. There's no better spot to watch football than 23rd Street Brewery. We've got the Lions, the Firebirds, of course the Jayhawks, and all the NFL action. Well, we better get out of here fast to catch the ending of the game. Dibs on the Haney Turkey Stack. That's the 23rd Street Brewery, corner of Clinton Parkway and Castle. Okay, Ann, I'm thinking I might be done with my yard by now. Have I forgotten anything? Hi, I'm Ann, and Julie here is in for a big surprise. Okay, Julie, did you wrap your young trees to protect from sun scald? Fertilize your existing trees and shrubs with furlone tree and shrub food? Water trees and shrubs for the winter? Mulch your perennial bed? Bring in your houseplants for winter. Apply systemic insecticide for bugs? Stop, I won't have any time left for my bonbons. Clinton Parkway Nursery at the corner of Clinton Parkway and Wakarusa. Look for the flowers on the roof next year. This is Mike Dever, candidate for Lawrence City Commission. Your vote is extremely important in this current election, and I encourage you to get to the polls. Lawrence now more than ever needs trusted leadership and guidance to ensure we move our city forward through some very challenging times. I will put in the hard work, listen to you, and be a voice of reason for our city. Thank you for making your voice heard and a vote for Mike Dever. This ad is paid for by Mike Dever for City Commission. Mark Gonzalez, Treasurer. Pearson Collision Repair has an award-winning team that makes the auto collision repair craft like fine art. With awesome pay, paid holidays, and weekends off, Pearson Collision Repair strives to hire only the best, and they want you to apply. Pearson is looking to add to their team of craftsmen. Committed to excellence? Want career growth in a fun place where quality is rewarded? Come join the award-winning team at Pearson Collision Repair. Take your excellence where it's appreciated. Go to the Pearson Collision Repair page on Facebook and apply today. 1320 KLWN Lawrence and FM 1017 K269 GP Lawrence. Depend on it. Crimson and Blue Show is going to start in about 10 minutes from right now. That'll lead up to kickoff at 11 a.m. Kansas, Oklahoma in David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. And listen to the action here on your original home for the Hawks with KLWN, which you can find FM 1017, AM 1320. You can also stream it 
at klwn.com or on the klwn app and of course you can also listen to the game on our sister station with 105.9 kiss 105.9 kiss.com and the 105.9 kiss app so we're going to get to a good idea bad idea here we're going to finish up with our final predictions for the game uh the weather continues on it is a chilly one it is a cold one 34 degrees right now uh, not really cloudy. It's projected to be cloudy later throughout the day, but the rain's not expected to come till 3 p.m., so that would be uh, after the game comes to a conclusion, which I think would be good for uh, Oklahoma in this one. But Nick and the Kiss Crew are out at Big Mill, and Kiss Crew is going to be at Big Mill till 10.30, uh, giving away all sorts of free stuff. Nick, let's get into our good idea, bad idea. First, uh, going to Big Mill. Oh, Big Mill, great idea, man. First of all, we're out here until 10.30 this morning giving away tons of fun prizes, including gift cards to Big Mill. So you could come over here, win yourself a gift card, and then you can just go into Big Mill and get yourself a drink or get yourself a little food ahead of the KU football game. So, dude, win-win, great idea. We're, we're within walking distance of the football stadium. Uh, we had a lot of people coming by here on their way into, this, into the stadium, stopping by and getting themselves some beads, getting some little fun mini footballs, getting all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's been a great experience so far and would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I got to get out here to the corner of Ninth of Mississippi for Big Mill. We got some prizes to give away, and you can get yourself some food and drinks ahead of the game this morning. All right, uh, first real one here because Big Mill should always be a, a part of your, uh, your schedule every day. Every day. Uh, okay, receiving the opening kickoff for KU if they win the toss. Good idea, bad idea. Oh, this is a fantastic idea. I have been pounding the table all week long. This is what KU should do. Even going back to the Oklahoma State game, I specifically said before that game, KU should take the football if they get a chance to start the game. And they didn't, and they got down 14 nothing. I think KU should absolutely take the ball first in this game against Oklahoma. You have a chance to set the tone in this game on offense. And think about it. 7 nothing, Kansas, you go you go down and you get a touchdown early in this game, you're going to have the crowd fully engaged, totally locked in. Uh, I think it's a fantastic idea. I don't know that Lance Leipold will do it, though, because he, he really, really values having that possession to start the second half. But this is a game where I would consider doing it because I, I just think that the early momentum of this game could be so significant in terms of di- dictating how the rest of the game goes. So if you're Kansas and you get the ball to Oklahoma first and they're able to go down the field and score quickly uh, early in the game, that's going to suck a lot of the energy, I think, out of the stadium. You want to Keep that crowd fired up, especially early. I would absolutely take the ball first and try to go out and score to, to, to set the tone in this game from the KU offense and really establish how this game is going to go. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that Lance Leipold is going to do that, but I personally think it is a fantastic idea. I agree. I think it would be a good idea. Set the tone, get the crowd really involved in it. Uh, next one here, going for every fourth and two or shorter. Oh, boy. This one's tough, I think, pregame, you know, uh, it, I'd have to. De- it has to depend on how well the KU run game is working. You know, if KU's struggling on the ground, I don't know that this is such a great idea. I think if you put the caveat that every fourth and two, like from the KU 45 onwards, so in Oklahoma territory, or like the 45 onwards. I would say that's probably a good idea because who knows how many more, who knows how many chances you're going to get to score against this uh, Oklahoma team, and Oklahoma is going to be scoring a lot presumably as well. So I think this is a. Good idea in principle, but it would depend on how KU's rushing attack is working in the game to where maybe I'd feel a little bit more confident about it. But I'll say good idea in theory, in theory. Yeah, I'll, I'll say bad. It's, it's just bad to blanket and be like, do do this every single time, no matter what, without the context. But overall, I, I do agree you should be more aggressive in this game. So, like, the spirit of it I'm good with. Uh, not shaking OU's hands at the coin toss. Good idea, bad idea. 
Okay, this is a bad idea. Um, you know, listen, you need to, you need to show some respect to your opponent. Uh, look what happened last time. Uh, that was the game where Baker Mayfield grabbed his crotch, right? I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was the game where things kind of kind of went sour, and uh, I think KU got blown out pretty badly in the game as well. So. Uh, yeah, you know this is a this is a, a bad idea. You know, listen, you're if you want to be a respectable program, you got to show some respect to your opponents as well before the game. Listen, it, during the game, between the whistles, all ha- all bets are off. You know, do you know do whatever you need to do to get the job done. But you know, before the game, after the whistle blows, uh, show some respect to the opponents. So this is a bad idea. You don't need to be giving them extra motivation uh, <laughs> to, to to really uh, you know beat you here at home. So. Bad idea, and listen, if you're Kansas, there's nothing more uh, satisfying, I think, than shaking a, shaking somebody's hand before you absolutely beat their brains in and destroy them and win the game. So I think it, I think that's even better, right? It's almost like a, one of those reverse psychology things where it's like you're so nice, and then you just absolutely annihilate them, and it's even better, right? So I'll say it's a bad idea because in the end, it could be a good idea if you shake their hands and then beat them, and it feels even sweeter. Yeah, bad idea for sure. Uh, last one I got here, fans, instead of... You know, normally you get the crowd noise like the, uh, like that noise. What if instead yeah. of that, why don't fans like start yelling like hut, hut, hike, or like blue 82. So like they're, they're yelling football things that are distracting the actual players on the field as opposed to just noise. Well, so the big issue with that is if the players do that, if, like if the defense does that on the field, that's a penalty. Right? It is, I'm pretty sure but why can't the fans? I, with the fans, I guess maybe I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I don't know if the officials might call that a, a penalty as well. Uh, you know, for like uh, you know delay of game, I guess. Like, is it is it is that equivalent to like you know throwing something on the field or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a questionable idea. I don't think it's a bad idea, but I don't really think it's a good idea either. So I'm going to say it's a it's a questionable idea. I say try it till it doesn't work. How about that? Um, okay. Uh, we're, we only have a couple minutes left here. Uh, Kansas wins if what happens? I think Kansas wins if they capitalize off the opportunities that Oklahoma gives them. You know, uh, I keep, again, I, I've brought this up a couple times on our show over the course of the week. I keep flashing back to last season where in a tie game, or K might have been down seven at the, at the point, uh, but, uh, Dylan Gabriel fumbles right near midfield, and Kansas went three and out, and then I think that kind of kick-started the onslaught for Oklahoma. They scored three straight touchdowns, got up 35-14, and it, it was just – that was really it. That was their moment, right? And and it's it's – in some games, you can sometimes point to specific moments where you're like, you know what, that was the moment where you had a chance to try to change the narrative of the game. I think last year that was that moment for KU, and they couldn't do it. So I think this year, in this game for Kansas against Oklahoma, if you get those opportunities, if you get stops against Oklahoma, if Oklahoma misses a field goal, if they turn it over, if you're Kansas, it's one thing to be given those opportunities. It's another thing to go out and then do something about it and turn it into something positive for your own team. So that's my that's my big thing with KU winning this game today. They're going to have to play well, obviously. that That's a given. But I think if they can... Take advantage of Oklahoma's opportunities when given to them. Uh, I guess I should say, you know, Oklahoma opportunities given to them by Oklahoma via mistakes or whatnot. That to me is what could define this game for Kansas, uh, because Oklahoma on paper looks like the better team. But if they make mistakes and you can jump on them when it happens, if you're Kansas, I think you're going to be in a position to try to win this game. Yeah, turnover battle obviously for me. I think special teams can swing the game for me. It's can you be uh, back to a dominant running team? You had just 91 rushing yards against Oklahoma State, your worst rushing output of the season. Oklahoma's been pretty good running defense, 3.4 yards allowed per carry, so it's not like 
They've been giving up a lot. But if you can be back to the dominant running team and hold possession of the football, especially if the weather does cause issues for for a couple of the quarterbacks and passing the football, if you can dominate the running game, if you can win the running game, that gives you a chance, and that's a way that Kansas wins a football game if you pair that with taking care of the football and getting a couple turnovers the other way. All right, that's going to do it for us for our uh, KU tailgating show. Kiss Crew is going to be live from Big Mill uh, I guess till 10.30 today, though, so you can stop by. Big Mill is officially open right now. They have all sorts of morning specials going on. You can uh, try some of the Big Mill Great Detroit-style pizza, or the Smash Burger, or uh, some of their breakfast specials, Bloody Mary, Mimosa, all that stuff at Big Mill before the game. Or if you're going, uh, go for the game if you're looking for a spot to watch. Uh, and the Kiss Crew is going to be there till 10.30, giving away all sorts of free stuff. We'll see you next time. Crimson and Blue Show starts next on KLWN, depending on it. 1320 KLWN Lawrence and FM 1017 K269 GP Lawrence. Depend on it.